Hello guys, welcome to Young Confused and Well Read and today is probably going to be my favorite episode ever because I'm not alone, can you believe it? I'm here with my friend Anna, do you want to say hi? Okay, now I have too much pressure. <laughs> okay, so this is Anna, um, yeah, I talk in a German-American accent kind of mixture. A wild, um, a wild mix we love. Yeah. So. Um, I finally, I finally found someone who was kind <laughs> enough to do a podcast episode with me because everyone else I asked just went like, no way. And I, I mentioned the podcast to Anna. She was like, hey, we could do an episode together. I was like, oh my God, yes, we have to do this. So I packed my things. We're currently in Anna's bedroom, which is beautiful, by the way. I wish you could see it. But, um, yeah, we thought we'd record a podcast episode together before we start. I'm gonna ask Anna a few questions so you get to know her a little bit better, get even more pressure on her. But she's, I just have to say, she's so nice, so be nice to her. Okay, nobody's ever been rude about the podcast. Oh, that's good. But that's I'm really good. happy that you're here because I think I've mentioned it before, you are just so smart and just so kind. And I feel like that really is what the podcast needs. Oh, like your so energy. That's, that's true. so cute. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I wasn't prepared for like compliments. <laughs> that's so cute though. It's just, I feel like it's nice that we record this episode because I feel like we have such nice conversations and then just forget to share them and everybody else can have a part in it. And I like it at podcasts when there's more than one person talking. Yeah, that's true. Like I don't listen to podcasts that much, but if I listen to podcasts, I think it's like more entertaining to, to listen to two people talking. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we have a great dynamic, like, and we have a topic, we're going to speak about the Barbie movie, which we watched together. Yeah, that's true. But now finally, Anna, do you want to say a little bit about yourself, like, how old you are, what you're doing with your life? Okay, so that's interesting. Um, I was thinking about how to, like, uh, portray my personality in this podcast, but I think it's pretty difficult. Um, yeah, so what I wanted to say first is that Anne and I really love talking so that's why <laughs> that's why I suggested to be part of this podcast in the first place because whenever we meet it's like four or five hours of <laughs> us just talking and then forgetting that time is passing like in the meantime while we're talking uh yeah about me I'm 21 right yeah I'm currently 21 <laughs> Right. <laughs> How old am I again? And then um, I'm studying to become um, to become a teacher uh, in Germany, and I'm studying English and biology. So I think it's a nice mix. I really like the um, how do you say like um, having like the more language oriented, mm. uh, having a more language oriented subject, and then like science. Yeah, it and is nice. I think it's like. Um, exciting to be like in the lab and then sit in the classroom and then just do like my language English stuff yeah. linguistics I, I think yeah I think it's really nice especially like when you said that we love talking I literally just checked the clock and I was like how is it already an hour past since Wait. I arrived yes oh my god I didn't <laughs> realize how did that happen yeah. it's my birthday though 12 or 6. Oh, look. Yeah, that happens okay. to me a lot. But that's good that now you mentioned this because I just wanted to ask you next what your star sign is, but you already revealed it. Yeah. It's Gemini. True, I'm a Gemini. That's nice. My grandma's a Gemini too. So do you believe in angel numbers? Or like, what do you think about angel numbers? Uh, I see them sometimes. I don't know. I think they're interesting. Like, I'm not too like, into it. But like I'm someone, I feel like I just recently adopted that mindset that just because I don't understand something doesn't mean that it isn't true, you know? Oh yeah, oh, that's, that's a nice way of thinking. And I mean, everybody has like their own beliefs. Some people believe in God, other people believe in angel numbers. <laughs> true. Other people believe in the spaghetti monster. We're not <laughs> judging here. Yeah, the spaghetti monster, very important. Very, very, very. important mention. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, but my sister, she does. And then um, she, um, before her final exam, she was manifesting, <laughs> drinking moon water and wanted me to drink moon water as well. And uh, she really likes to think about angel numbers. And now we have like, um, whenever it's like 11, uh, 11, uh, 11 yeah. or 22, 22, it's like we knock on each other's head when we are together and we're like, ah, oh, good luck. This means good luck. So whenever I check my watch, I think about her, and I think that's cute. Like that is very nice. Uh, whenever I see 
the time, I check and then it's 11, 11 and I text her just like one, 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 one. And then yeah. she's happy because I don't know. I like that she's so into it. And then, yeah. And I had one incident where I was, uh, my grandparents' uh, license plate says 888. And then they were parking next to two other cars that said 88 and 888 as well. So I think that was, that was kind of scary. That was, wow. <laughs> so I was like, okay, what does 8 mean? I think it was... I, I actually don't know the like exact meaning, but I know you can like calculate your, your angel number like by calculating oh, true. like with your birthday. I think mine's 777. Oh, oh, what true. does that mean? Probably luck because seven is for luck, right? Yeah, I, th I think so. And I think um, number eight was something like something good is about to happen. Trust your gut or something bad. Is it, something is about to happen. Trust your gut. Okay. I was like, okay, that's interesting. Um, yeah, but that was a scary incident, though. I was like, eight, 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 okay. Just a lot of eights, okay. <laughs> what are you trying to tell me here? Yeah. I think for me, it's like, I'm not a believer in angel numbers, but I think it's fun to, yeah. to, to check for them, like, look out for them. I think, like, I'm, I feel like I have, like, this two sides. Like, you, this is, like, my take on, like, you being, like, scientific approach, more language-based approach. Because I feel oh, yeah. like you can do this, like, in real life as well. That, like, I feel like I have a spiritual side. and But that I have this very academic side of being, like, there's no proof for this. True. We need proof. But then also, like, spiritual being, like, it's about your feelings. And you don't always, like, have to understand something for it to, like, be real for you. I think this is really nice. Yeah, I think so too. Like, especially, that's what I learned about my biological approach. Because um, you think that in biology, everything makes sense. Mm. But it's so weird that everything makes sense. Like, you have, like, all these little tiny pieces that work together, like, so perfectly. And you just don't know. Like, I'm always wondering, how? How do they work? Like, how do you know that this is the the perfect approach to do this like produce dna or do this or do that mm, it's like all yeah. these little pieces working together but i don't know where they started like where was the point like what's the point where everything started to work out i don't yes. know yes i think and that's scary where it all made sense yeah like when you started to like understand how things work. like sometimes you, you know this is what I think about sometimes you know some animals you know they they know what food not to eat yes and like how do you know <laughs> like I, when did you learn <laughs> I think that's interesting because what you just said was like um sometimes you have to accept that things just are yeah there. like things are just you have to accept that they're just things that are being themselves i don't know how to how to say yeah no i understand um but like sometimes you have to accept that things don't make sense and i feel like that's what i learned in biology as well because my my professors they're just like this is it this is how it works we don't know why it works this way but this is how it works you just have to go with the flow yeah. you just just have to accept it i feel like that's very important lesson to learn like that sometimes you just have to accept things and you just can't understand like not wasting like your life's purpose on like trying to understand something that just is there and like this is not me talking about concepts in society that just go wrong but just about some things that just are and you just be like okay you know I don't I don't need to understand now perfectly why leaves are green or like why this or that but I just you know I can just live and not know the answer true I feel like asking why is a perfect way to <laughs> to just live or like to no, no stop asking why because if you keep asking why there will never be an answer it's just like you can always go further and further yeah, and further like there's no no ultimate cause and I mean some people like even say that even like in science what we know now that can look different in like a few years because we learn so much more so you don't you also don't have to be like, oh, that's a given fact, but also know that things can change and we can know so much more with science. Like, weird, really weird thing, but, like, I watched the news yesterday and they were talking about Utzi again and they were like, oh, actually, he looked way different than we thought yes, he looked. Yes, I saw that too. So people were like, this is the way he looked, but then, you know, they went a few steps further and now it looks different, so... Yeah. 
So that's what I learned in my um, like formal education um, program. I mm. have uh, to take like some classes that are different from like biology and English. So I have to have like a more pedagog pedag pedagogical yeah approach approach. I don't know. Uh, and I also had like a ph philosophy class, and there was like the difference between like actually knowing something. Or thinking you know something. Yeah. And that's when I realized that you never actually 100% know something. Yeah, that's true. Like you can never prove why you know something. It's just like, someone told me so. Okay, but how do you know that this person knew what they told you? It's like, I don't know. It's scary. I think this is like the perfect way to like dive into the Barbie universe yeah, because that's, that's true. I feel like there's so much to say and I feel like this conversation already goes in that way because <laughs> let's just before we talk about like the bar like we can talk about so much in the movie but like society you know that was also portrayed in Barbie you know it's just made up concepts and it's like people are just like oh yeah that is just that's just how we know things are And, like, these assumptions of men are the stronger gender or only women wear dresses or whatever. All of these things that we, like, have as a part of society, you know, they are just not the truth. They just are, like, the concept that we live in and you can change them. And you can see this, like, with, like, different societies having different standards and functioning differently. Um, but we just have been living in, like, the patriarchy I love the word patriarchy <laughs> for so long that we just started to accept it as a fact to a certain extent and we don't even question it at some points. I feel like that is what the Barbie movie is so great for. Like, if you haven't watched it, maybe we're gonna spoil things, but go watch the movie, okay? We loved it. We watched it together as well. Yeah, right? true. We did. We did. And <laughs> um, basically what it does, you know, it brings, like, Barbie into, like, this foreign land that she never experienced before and she had assumptions about it but like she didn't know for sure and then she just experienced it all and she's like so shocked and I feel like this is what we need as a society we need to like see an outsider coming in and seeing all the things that like are the way they are and just realize how weird it is like the moment what I thought was really impactful was the moment she came in and like there were all the men staring at her and just catcalling her and she was like I feel Like, she described, like, the feeling she feels. And she's, like, so shocked. Like, she doesn't know what to do. And, like, we as women, after we walk through life and we just accept it, like, as being there. And I was like, oh, my God, yeah. That actually that actually shouldn't be the case. But it just is. I think so, too. It's, like, the way how we just accepted it and adapted to it. Like, adapted to mm. a, a world, like, rather dominated by men. Not rather, a man dominated by men. A world dominated yeah. by men like this. Um, and I think it's interesting that, like, Barbie, she had her assumptions about, like, this different world that she just, like, was kind of thrown into. Like, she didn't even want to experience it in the first place because she had her ex assumptions. Like, I think it was difficult for her to actually see the place that she was, like, thinking about, mm -hmm. dreaming of. Um And then coming into this world and realizing that everything she thought it would be, it wa it wasn't. Like, it was so different to what she expected. And she was so, like, in her own bubble, like, in her own mind. And then being catcalled like that. She didn't even have the words to express how she was feeling. Yeah. And I think that's interesting because all of us, like, in the real world, like, all of us girls, we, we have the terms. Like, we have to say, like, one word, and everyone can relate. It's like it's just like, oh, yeah, that happened to me, too. It happened again. And then Barbie, she didn't even know, like, what what is this feeling? How yeah. does it feel? And all of us, we're just like, yeah, that's how all of us feel. Like, oh, we know that feeling. You just get so used to something that you shouldn't be used to, I feel like. And also, what I think this also does like this entering the other world barbie just used all the things she know from like her world like how barbie land functioned and just she just applied it or like to that real world and was like oh yeah woman run the world this is the way it is um everything is great because of barbie 
And then she would like actually step there and she was like, oh, well, that actually isn't the case. And that really shocked her. And I think that this like, this uncomfortable feeling, like, I mean, she was really, she was really overwhelmed. Like that is what we need to feel in order to change things. Because if you always stay in your little bubble and that it can be applied to so many things in our society that go wrong, if you always stay in there, it's comfortable, yes, but you will not see all the things that go wrong and you will not be able to change them. And I think this is something we need to do more, like to just get uncomfortable and see the reality of things in order to like make a difference. Then look at things from a different perspective. Mm, yes. Because it's always just easy to look at it your own way, but then like try to try to imagine what someone else might feel like if things happen in a different way or if you act this way how does it influence the people around you um and I think there was also like a scene in the movie that I think was very um uh was a very strong moment and that was when Barbie like met like the girls or like a teenage girl mm. and in her assumption she thought okay everyone loves Barbie and then she was just like um like she was not prepared for all the girls like staring at her and then being like um not accepting of her like kind of uh saying like oh you're the reason that this and this and this happened and all the bad things in our mm. world happened it's you and then she she was so crushed um by like that little girl who just like um how can you say it? like she destroyed everything that Barbie <laughs> believed yeah. in within like two seconds um And I think that's, I don't know, that was a very strong scene. And then this girl, she was just like, uh, she has one quote in the movie where she says like, um, men had women and women had women. And that's what all of us have in common. I think that's pretty strong. I was like watching the movie in the theater. I was like, oh, okay. Okay, that's sad, but in a way true. Because yeah. we keep judging each other. Instead of supporting each other. Like, more girls support yeah, girls. Yeah, that is go. very great. But then, it's also... It's just so unfair. Because we're so drilled to, like, judge each other. And, like, to stab ourselves in the back. Because then, obviously, you get more frustrated when a woman comes away and just be like, oh, we don't need equality, whatever. Like, men are a strong agenda. You're like, what the heck? Like, I understand if a man says it. Because, like, they come from... Like, not... Yeah, not all men, obviously. But they tend to come more from like a space of like maybe not understanding what it's like being a woman because you can't if you aren't and then you have a woman who should be able to understand what we fight for and they just like apparently don't care even like turn against women and then you also get more frustrated at them for doing it but I feel like we need to also like unlearn like the hate I need to like obviously understand that there are women who maybe don't want what other women want and that is okay. Like, we don't need to judge someone who, like, wants to live in, like, a stereotypical life that used to be meant for women. I mean, now in our society, obviously, women are basically able to be everything, like Barbie. Like, obviously, to a different extent. Um, and there's so much more that goes in there. But some people, they just, they want to stay home and have kids and cook for their husbands. And... That's okay as well if you want to do it, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't want, you know, more for other women because we don't need to compete with ourselves. Because I always believe that competition isn't what gets us the furthest. I think working together. I had a whole discussion once in my politic major about like that. I think if we just cooperated and share and just help each other we get further than if we compete against each other I mean this is like a whole market theory of like competition is the one thing that drives the market forward but I think <laughs> if you just you know I work agree together. I think if people would just like team up and work mm. together they would achieve things so much faster like think about comp competition like in a way uh, I watched a tv show like a couple weeks ago And it was, like, about a little, like, newspaper um, newspaper company. And then um, the, the head of the company, he decided to have, like, people 
uh, compete about who ha who was writing the best article on one topic. Mm. So you had like five people writing an article on one topic. So in the end, you had like one article instead of just everyone teaming up and writing an article about whatever topic they like best. Yeah. So in the same amount of time, you would have had five. Yeah. So I think that I was like, yeah, why why would you have like the competition? Everyone is trying their best. Like, even though there would be people writing an article better than others, I think it's like no one is winning in that situation. You have one person that was like um, putting all their time and effort into this article, trying to be better than the others, mm -hmm. like putting so much stress um, on him or herself instead of just um, instead of just trying to do best without having the others in mind and thinking like, okay, whatever happens, I know that whatever I'm writing is going to be published in this article. I don't have to compete or it's, this articles that I'm writing is going to be published. Like, what I'm doing is having a purpose. Yeah. I think it's giving people more purpose to have, like, one task in a team than rather, like, have the same task and compete about it. Yeah. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> no, I understand. And that's, like, a very good point because I feel like our society just sets us up for competition first things and it's so much pressure. And then for women, obviously... Um, a real feminist conversation here. They will always, and that's also what the movie like sat with, like this famous speech, um, that was given. I forgot her character's name. I'm so bad, but um, um, she basically like said, you know, what it's like being a woman and how hard oh, it Gloria. is. Gloria. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> Good that I have you here. Um, and just like all the ways they have to act and they have to be, and I think still even like after doing all of these things they always have to like work harder do harder and then that is like even if you like compete and you do give your absolute best that might not be enough and not because like you failed or like you did something wrong but because you're a woman because like remember when like you know barbie walked into like this um big office and there were just men and she was like where are the women like who are running the company and it was like They were like, oh, yeah, we, we had a woman, like, once a few years ago in some, like, more insignificant, um, like, position. But also just seeing, like, companies and, like, that company, like, they did more. But they also, like, produced toys for girls, like, being ran by men. And already, like, the this man view on the world also, like, coming into, like, the toys. And you need to just think about, like, all the companies, all the big companies that produce like female products like products like aimed at women obviously you could buy whatever you want but like often they're run by men and I did this research for one of my courses last semester where I researched um, the jewelry company Pandora and like no hate against the company like there's nothing real problematic that I found but all the main people they're they like men there were like two women on the team but the main people who run the company are men and I'm like you aim to produce jewelry for mostly female audience but obviously as a man you have like a different view on the world and so many products and toys and like everything we already have you need you don't even think about it but they are produced by men and True. then that is like the world view we get and that's like when you watch a movie you You can kind of tell sometimes if it's produced by women or like or directed by women or men. Like obviously Barbie was directed by Greta Gerwig because like I think a man would have done it differently, definitely. And I had like this huge argument with one of my roommates. Okay, it wasn't huge, it wasn't bad. But he said, oh no, you can't tell. I'm like, I can tell if a woman literally filmed like a movie because really insignificant point, but there is like this Netflix movie series to all the boys I loved before and the first movie was directed by a woman and the other two weren't and you can tell that you can like I saw that I was like something's different here and I was like okay that makes so much sense so we need to be aware of how much like the things we consume that are like aimed that we are consuming does that make sense the sentence you know they are also made by men for women and that is I think an interesting point to see I think that's so interesting. I didn't know about the whole Pandora thing. I just know that we had like uh, we have a startup TV show in Germany, and there was a scandal like two or three years ago. I don't remember 
there was two men and they started their own company. It was called Pinky Gloves. Oh. And they introduced it. Um, and it was just like, it was pink gloves to um, get rid of your menstruation. Ah, uh, I remember how that. Do you, how do you say like menstru menstruational products? Yeah. Like yeah. Hy- hygienic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, how, how do you say, like, tampons and stuff. Like Yeah, no, but, yeah, yeah. I think that's the word. <laughs> and it was the great invention, like, these pink gloves. I don't even know why they had to be pink. I think they wanted to, it to look, like, more female. And then they basically said that you need, like, these pink gloves to get rid of your, your tampons in, in order to have, like, the trash can look prettier. Or, I don't know. <laughs> I even remember, like, I watched that episode, like, these guys, they got cancelled so fast. Like, it was only, like, one week. And they received so much hate that they had to stop. But I remember that they said that they were, like, sharing an apartment. Like, they were living in a shared apartment back when they were students with two girls. And they had to take the trash out. And they said that they were disgusted by their products inside the trash can. And then they had this amazing idea to invent pinky gloves. And I was like watching this episode and I was like, what the actual, like, what are you talking about? Like, are, are you kidding me? Like, what, what is this? Like, I got so mad about it. And then they were like, um, they were like saying like, this is the most, like most brilliant idea ever, like pink gloves to hide your products. And then you could like, use these gloves and then wrap them yeah. around and then make a bag out of it. Like you you had a little pink bag with the tampon inside just to make it look pretty in the trash can. And then they were selling it for like $5 or something. It was so expensive too and so unnecessary. Yeah. And I'm glad that women started like complaining about it and then, yeah, all the hate. And then I also remember like the mean Instagram co- Instagram comments of men just like why it is gross it is disgusting like why why are you complaining about it? like oh this is a great idea and I was like no it's not it's so stupid we've been doing it for years without needing gloves yeah um also it's plastic waste like absolutely so much more waste but still like I remember I was so mad about it and it's like this whole capitalism idea and then like using like male ideas to make female life of females easier and it's so so not so not true i absolutely forgot about that but i remember now it just all came rushing back to me i'm raging again but absolutely yeah absolutely justify that is just but that you just need to realize how much of the idea of like what a woman should look like what we should wear how we should present ourselves how much of that is actually just coming from men like I'm sorry, I'm coming back to the movies. But, like, again, when a man is directing, women are presented differently. Oh, yeah, true, the directing thing. I completely forgot about it. Oh, yeah, no, but your point was really, really um, great. Oh, I remember. I will just show you this picture. It's so stupid. Like, why did the gloves have to be pink? (laughs) And also called pinky gloves. Oh, my God. It's just absolutely... Wait, there's people still selling them? (laughs) Maybe they bought them and just wanted to get rid of them. Yeah. And it even says, like, the clever way to get rid of your tampons. Oh yeah, my God. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> and then even, like, the design is, like, I don't know. It's so, yeah. it's so yeah. stereotypical. Yeah, absolutely. Like, stereotypical, like, Barbie. I think it was back to the Barbie movie here. There's yeah. so much more to say. Like, I'm, but I'm, <laughs> I just, sometimes, like, I get these thoughts. I'm like, oh, my God. I know yeah, we're rushing from point to point, but I just want to make them one real quick. I thought it was really clever actually in my opinion that you know you chose you know to do stereotypical barbie because then you could market that barbie movie the way that they did because i feel like there's two sides of the matter on one point i feel like i didn't know what to expect from the movie at all because of like we both said before we went and watching we tried to like know as little as possible so we could just like experience the movie like as it is and um, I feel like with a lot of marketing, you got like, oh, it's just a movie about Barbie. And um, you didn't really know like the depth of it necessarily. And I think at one point that might be a bit 
counterproductive because there were kids like I remember kids in the cinema and kids going watching the movie and I think like I'm like the biggest advocate for saying that children understand so much more and they're so smart but I feel like it that movie just wasn't I feel like necessarily like it was meant for them and like aimed at their like generation it wasn't like a fun Barbie in Barbie Lentopia or whatever like the old Barbie movies you watch it was like obviously aim for like all the generations I think especially like with the context because I do think you can just watch the movie for fun and just enjoy it but then there's also so much depth that I think like um you need to be at an age where you can like really like understand what that means and like really feel like ready to like also be confronted with that topic but then on the other hand I feel like that the marketing didn't gave away too much of like what it was really about and it's more like showing the fun sides that makes like more people who wouldn't necessarily watch it go to the cinema and then be like oh my god yeah and I think these are like the people that need to also see that and need to see and just like oh I'm going to watch like a fun movie and then you go in and you might not necessarily like confront yourself with the topic but then you are confronted with it and I feel like that is like what Greta Gerwig did so great like you have this fun movie and the silliness and the light-heartedness but then you're also like it hits deep and I like, I was close to crying at one point yeah me, so. me too it was I, th- I feel like if I wasn't in the movie theater I would have cried yeah <laughs> um and it's just also like this whole trend of wearing pink to go into the movie like we were just so joyful we were just like oh what are we watching but uh my sister had watched the movie before and she was like she cried she she told me she cried I was like wait this this is weird I was expecting like more pink joyfulness and uh it is pink and joyful and silly and it's so much fun to watch and I love the soundtracks and everything yeah but I think uh Greta she did such a great job at combining like this fun fun scenes and parts of the movie with like more deep more deep talk Mm. and she gave room like to think after the movie yes exactly it was when I exited the movie theater that I was was, I was just like wait what did I watch what did I just watch like what's going on how do I feel Mm. how how do I feel I think that's like even the Billie Eilish song song is just not song, it's song. <laughs> no, but like she was, I don't know, I think all the soundtracks and the way that the characters are portrayed, it's just, it's brilliant. And yeah, then I thought about how many female di- directors do I actually know? You don't, that actually, now film knowledge student coming in here, I think like it's, female direction is super rare. I think it's like 2% of directors are female which is, like, nothing. And then the famous ones, you know. Like, I know Greta Gerwig. And then I'm like, there are more. Can I name them? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. I was like, wait, how many female directors do I actually know? Like, I, I know her because she directed... Uh, what was it? Um, Little Woman? Wonder? Lady Bird? W- was it Wonder Woman? Lady Bird. Did she? Or Ladybird and Little Woman, she did. Yeah, definitely. yeah, true. Yeah. And I feel the same way about like being able to tell if a man directed a movie mm. or a woman, because I feel like men are just it's more. I don't know. It's like it's a little more rough, and I feel like yes. emotions are a lot more stereotypical. I feel like in movies directed by men, you have like the women crying in the corner scene, <laughs> like it's in almost every movie. I feel like women are portrayed more weakly than... Yeah, they are definitely seen different. Like, not me hating on, like, male directors. They're amazing, obviously, directors. Yeah, but, like, I do agree, yeah. There are, like, so many movies that I like watching. Like, I don't want to hate on male directors, but I feel like emotions are portrayed a lot more mm-hmm. stereotypical and less in-depth. And I think that, especially, like, the emotional approach to certain topics and in movies is, like, what makes a movie, like, uh, special. Yes, because you have to relate to the characters and if I don't relate to a character because I feel like um I don't know I feel sometimes I feel like certain things are off when I watch Mm. them yes yeah I would be like hmm I would feel differently why is she so light light lighthearted about it like why did she even go into this situation in the first place or the guys too I feel like it's just in general like less deep yeah yeah Um, they're 
sorry are you done yeah yeah sorry. i've done okay. <laughs> i've just been like oh, i'm gonna say something now <laughs> but um that's exactly the point like this is like the idea of like men written by women female written by women and then females written by men and like that there's like there's different ways and like a lot of women also keep saying like oh yeah i love men written by women because they are they are different and it's just it gives more comfort but i do think obviously like I was just thinking about like one movie I also really loved, Everything Everywhere All at Once, that was also beautiful, that also like did what the Barbie movie did, just you keep thinking about it and you're just like, it gives you so much to think about. That was directed by men and they did an amazing job and I feel like in that movie that there was also so much raw emotion, emotions, raw emotions expressed and that was also like a lot about identity and I think they did like a really great job with like doing that as well so like not us saying men don't have emotions but (laughs) just us saying we could tend especially with that topic I think it's very important that a female directed that because that's like the whole point we're trying to make you know if that movie was made by a man that would have a totally different message because like he would give us like a movie about female empowerment and like the patriarchy but it would be from a male point of view and that is just a different thing. And then before we got a little bit deeper, just me quickly saying something about the aesthetic of the movie because I love it. Yeah, that true. is just that's what a great film is for me. Like it is has like so such an amazing aesthetic, especially like Barbie Land, like the whole feeling. If you've ever been into Barbie, I think this is like perfect just to watch for the aesthetic like with the whole house it was so good it was amazing like the colors yeah the like, color palette it was so on point like it was so on point I, I i don't know i was just i'm still so i'm still smiling thinking yeah. about it and i watched it two times like i watched it twice because i liked it so much i want to watch it again as well it's um, so good it's like, i feel like it's one of my most favorite movies of the year or like the past years yeah. um just because it's just perfect mix of of everything yeah and yeah and it's like that's the thing that's what like a favorite movie needs for me that's what it does it's like you don't like you want to go back watching it because some movies are super great but they just are like traumatizing or upsetting and very sad and so usually what I go back to watching is more light-hearted stuff like for example you can watch a rom-com over and over again um because it's just it's not hard to watch like for example I could not bring myself really to watch like for example movies about like the second world war because that just really gets to me like I would watch them once and say that's a great movie but like it's just really emotional painful for me watching them and then if I like watch like that's a personal thing but like I love watching movies that like are obviously deep but then if they're also fun and comfortable and like they give you a certain comfort you know it makes you it feel I feel like the Barbie movie at some point just feels like a warm hug. Yeah, yeah, me, me too. I feel the same way. Also because I love like the old Barbie movies so much. Yeah, like, I love Barbie in general. Like I didn't own that many dolls, mm-hmm. but I did watch like almost all of the movies. I remember collecting the DVDs with my sister, and sometimes like they're just my comfort movies. Like sometimes I just go back to watching them. And now, like, from an older perspective, I just realized that these old movies, they already have, like, a very, very nice, um, like, in a way, feministic approach. Like, all of these movies, they have a quote at the very end. Mm -hmm. And these quotes are just so cute. It's like, um, you can do everything if you believe in yourself or, like, like these cheesy Mm -hmm. quotes. But I think the way uh, that the movie portrays, like, these morals, I think it's pretty cute like it's like believe in yourself you do have a choice and I don't know it's cute that's also what I think is it's just me basically the Barbie movie is so great and here's another reason why (laughs) but um obviously it's like you might go in and like obviously the idea we have is that Barbie obviously we go like it's like it's not feminist you know it's like portraying stereotypes it's pushing stereotypes on women but it is true it is so much more because like especially like in the opening scene that was maybe like the opening scene wasn't my favorite it was a bit weird like it doesn't match the rest, the rest of the yeah. vibe but um it was important because it basically talks about how girls when they used to play you know they were playing mothers and barbie basically gave them an opportunity to be 
anything they want. And that is such an important point to make because even with like all the backlash that Barbie got over the years, which is fair enough for portraying stereotypes and for putting a certain, you know, image on what a woman should be like and how they should dress, etc., etc., it does show you that you can be anything and that like you have the possibility to do that and um that I think is also very cool to like put you like also into a main character position where you can do anything anything and you can even do anything better than a man because Ken is just Ken and Barbie is everything that's true like it's Barbie and Ken yeah and um but he's still Knuff you know yeah he's he's still Knuff like (laughs) he can be anything he want like with the right energy I think absolutely <laughs> but like going back to your point um I read a comment and I think that like it impacted me because um we talk about how Barbie like um caused all of these like stereotypes and wrong body image and everything and it was a comment and I was like wait that's true because she said when I was a little girl and I owned my Barbie um, I didn't want to look like my Barbie. Like, I just mm. accepted my Barbie for the way that she looked. Like, mm. But I wasn't desiring, like, oh, I want to look the same. I was like, Maybe I was like, yeah, I want to have like the same dress or the same shoes. But I, when I was a little girl, I still accepted myself for who yeah. I was. Yeah. I looked in the mirror and I liked the way I looked. And I think it's just with growing up, yes. people started to be like, oh, I have to look like my Barbie. But it wasn't because of Barbie, but it was because of what society yes. expected us to be. I feel like uh, little kids, they don't want to look like their dolls. I feel like that's what society makes us yeah. think. Also, like, as a child, I think, obviously, like, I cannot speak for all children in the world, but you don't think so much about that. You don't necessarily go, you you don't go and be like, look at yourself in the mirror and go, oh, nah, I don't, I don't like the ways you know my thighs look you just go be like oh I love this dress I'm gonna wear this dress and that's obviously what you need to realize but subconsciously obviously we all get these ideas imprinted like in our brain and then once we grow up that's when it starts to get very difficult and then again obviously like also people are just mean like people in general like nobody would have any problem with their body if not at one point somebody just comes in and like says a rude comment and like I think I told you this before I think I definitely said on the podcast before but I never had a problem with my nose unless somebody said it was ugly and that's like a whole story with me and my nose and I was like oh my god yeah it doesn't it doesn't look like maybe like the nose that we see represented on tv etc and that's why representation also is important because that if you don't see you know, something similar to how you look represented, you might be thinking, okay, there's something wrong with me because why don't I see it like in the media or something? Why why don't they all look like me? And that's, I do think is important then. But then also so much like it's just external belief, just somebody's being like, oh, I don't like your nose. And you're like, oh, I actually like didn't know there was something wrong with my nose. But if you say so, they might be. And then even if you like, even like even after years, like I would not change anything about my nose. But sometimes, like I mean, it's not the prettiest part about myself. I mean, it can't be if somebody said it's ugly. <laughs> it's it's so bad though. I feel the same way about my nose because I feel like it's I, I like I have prominent nose. Like it's like I don't know. It's weird because that's what people kept mm. telling us. So it's like yeah. stuck in our brains, and I can have like a hundred people telling me like, no, your nose is beautiful, but like this one comment, yes, it will stick to you. It would just and, yeah. Um, that's what I, like, I was, like, rethinking what I just said. And I think, I, st- I still think that when I was a kid, I didn't want to look like my Barbie. Mm. But I did want to have, like, something that would look like me. So I, I'm very glad that there's, like, this whole uh, diversity, um, like, that there's more diversity mm. when yeah. it comes to dolls, especially because, like, girls... They want to play with something that they can relate to. It's like, yeah. oh, there's a doll that looks like me. And I feel like if there would be a doll that had, like, more, like, a different kind of nose, or I don't know, I feel like it would be easier for us to accept ourselves. Because we would have seen it somewhere else before. Yeah. And I even remember that I was, like, um, when I was a teenager, I was, like, looking up, like, movie stars, like, these Hollywood stars, and I was, like, 
actively searching for someone who would have like the same facial features as me just because I would be able to show some of them like oh but they look like me too like they have the same nose it's fine it's totally yeah. fine like always in comparison like always comparing yourselves um I don't know Th that's a good point though that's very very good yeah I absolutely agree that's like I would always have like me for myself like whatever I said it was never enough just for what I said I would yeah. always have to have approval in a different form like oh but someone else said it too oh but someone else looks the same way and I think that's interesting I think that also comes with age because I think as a child like you can just enjoy obviously yeah. every you just enjoy it and you're just like oh yeah that's nice and then with age you, you just start thinking like I don't know even when it happens you just start thinking like oh maybe maybe there is something not right with me and like maybe I do need to to change that if you if you don't find like a certain representation because obviously there is like a certain way we're taught like as a child you might be just going like you know I can like become an actress like I could do I can do anything I want to do but then you know you step into reality and somebody tells you oh dear you you can't become an actress the way you look and then you start getting self-conscious and you're like why can't I become an actress if I'm like you know a good actress and it's made about so much more and that's it's crazy how much like the external is forming us that's internally and just impacting us and like how like one little thing that somebody said and maybe even wasn't ill meant or just set like that it's just impacting you for the rest of my life I don't know what it is about noses but my mom has the <laughs> same problem like her sisters used to tell my mom that you know her nose is ugly and I don't see it like you just see it appearing for yourself because like I look at my mom like that's a nose like I never paid more attention to it like I would have never even thought about commenting it because like it's in your face and there's nothing wrong with your face but it, it doesn't change like, like you said it doesn't change if somebody comes in and say oh but you are beautiful I think it's beautiful but if one person said no you're like oh, but that person didn't think so you will always think about the mean comment first it's yeah so, I don't know I feel like in this world in our world there will always be people who crush your dreams yeah like there's so much more people that crush your dreams than like people who actually support your goals And it can even be friends that don't want to support yeah. you in a certain way. And I think, um, yeah, I think that's so weird. But all of us, I feel like almost everyone on this planet, like living right now, they have encountered people who crushed like a certain wish they had or like a certain dream they had. And I feel like that's just what society knows how to do best. Like, yeah. Uh, and that's why we keep doing it. Like someone crushed our dreams. Okay, we can crush your dreams as well. I didn't become an actress, so you can... Not, yeah. Yeah, you cannot be... Like, we feel so pressured if somebody else is, like, doing something great that we feel like, okay, like, we need to kind of stop them for becoming better than we are, and then we do things like that. But it's just destructing. We can just celebrate successes and then celebrate, like, succeed on our own. But that's hard because, like, we always are... We're, like you said, we're pressured into comparison. And then we also, like, I feel like are pressured into, like, always being the best we can be. And then if somebody... I mean, it's different for everyone, but I feel like if someone's, like, better than me, it was, like, a very long road for me to, like, learn to be, like, somebody else's success isn't, like, my failure. And it's also, like, I've learned that, like, you can, like go and do great stuff and like I will be genuinely happy for you and I genuinely wasn't always that way like I genuinely I think I tend to be very jealous which I don't like about myself but it's the truth and that I can just like celebrate other people's successes now because I obviously it's always like a thing I work on but like I don't get je that jealous anymore and like I can like be reasonable about it but then it's also hard if you like spend time with people that you notice these things and how they still are that way because you don't want to blame them for it because it is like a natural reaction I would say but then also like if you feel like they put themselves into like comparison with you it gets uncomfortable because I'm like I don't want you to compare yourself to me because we will both just lose in that sense because we are different and we do different things and 
there's no sense. And like even when we study the exact same subjects, we want the exact same things, things are different because we have a different life and we have like different backgrounds and we have different ways we approach things. So they will the outcome will never be the same. It's just so hard. It's just so hard to like um like realize that you have friends or people that are very close to you that uh don't want to see you succeed. I feel mm. like it's more common than we think. Um, but also I like the thought of having like secret admirers. I, I saw a lot of TikToks about it. I, I love TikTok, so that's where I get all my information from. But um, I like the thought of um, thinking that out there, there will be, there will always be people uh, that admire you for who yeah. you are. It can be people that just saw you like in the bus and they were like, oh, she has amazing hair. She's brilliant hair. Like, except of, uh, instead of thinking about people always thinking the negative about yeah. you, there will also always be people who think positively about you or, like, positive in, like, a more jealous kind of way. Like, oh, she has amazing eyes. I wish I would, ha I would have amazing eyes as her. I mean, it's an act of jealousy, but it's also, like, a hidden compliment and our... Not always a hidden compliment, but I like thinking about it. That's that way. very cute. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's also hard, like, to get rid of the jealousy if you have been confronted with people being jealous of you as well. So, like, if you know that this person is jealous of you, why mm. would you like be kind to them? Yeah. And I, I don't know. It's so difficult. Like, I try to be the best version of myself every day, but. It's hard, and sometimes we have to accept that there's like some things that we we are allowed to think negatively sometimes, yeah, we just need to know where it comes from and exactly maybe like act on it because I don't want to have negativity in my life anymore because exactly like, yeah Ex yeah, but then obviously like you again, if it they're your friend and you know they genuinely like you, but then there is like this jealousy you don't want to blame them for it because you know you know they not do it because they want to be rude. But then it's also hard for you to, like, spend time with them. Um, because, yeah, it's just a nice environment. That's why I like spending time with you. Because generally, I said it before, but I feel like you have very, very good energy and very good vibes. Oh, and it's very so empowering. Cute. Because, like, I always leave and I'm like, oh, I feel so, I feel so renewed. I, I feel so fresh. I, feel I have so much way. energy. It's so inspiring to talk to you. It's like, I don't know, I always learn something new. Yes, like, I sit here and I listen to you and I'm like, oh my god, yes. Yes, <laughs> that's true. Also, I wanted. I just remembered. Like, um, I I don't. I I am not like able to find the TikTok right now. But I think um, I watched a TikTok about a glimmer, which is like the opposite of a trigger. And right now, I want to think about it that way. Like, uh, in your everyday life, like every day, there are things that are triggering you. Mm. But think about it like opposite. There are also like little glimmers that make you happy. It could be like the, the old woman smiling at you when you're on your bike, like going to the city or um, the cashier being extremely nice when wrapping a gift or I don't know. It's like these little cute joyful moments and uh, TikTok invented a word for it. It's like glimmer. Mm. And I think it's giving you so much more positive energy every day if you try to look for glimmers instead of triggers. Like, oh yeah, the bus is late, but the bus driver was very nice and greeted me and I got a seat, so that's good. And like, think about it differently. That is, that is such a nice approach. Yeah. That is so beautiful. Focus on the good, focus on the positive. Like, glimmers are so cute. Yeah, that's so, so It's for me whenever I have good food, I'm just like, oh my god, yes. this is the best day of my life. <laughs> to celebrate the little things. Yeah. And then currently I try to smile at people more often because I feel like it makes them like more happy then. I did, I did that on my run yesterday. Like I was running in the morning. There were like a lot of people commuting on the route that I run too. They were all on bikes. And I always have been like, hello, and nobody smiled yeah, back. And I was so like, bad I was like, that's okay. That's okay. You're stressed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to keep running. <laughs> also, um, I just remember that I feel like people look at you um weirdly uh, a lot of times if you try to like express yourself and wear a more edgy outfit or something i feel like people are judgy so just like it requires a lot of confidence mm. but that's a very fun thing i just want to throw in a comment here my mom made because like i obviously i study in scotland and when my mom visited she was like the people here express themselves so much more than where we live 
And she was like, that is so nice because she's like, here everybody looks different. And she says, when I walk through like the city here, everybody looks the same. And I was like, oh yeah. I mean, I think it always depends where you live as well, but I really like it. I feel like when there's like, there is space for people to express themselves, they feel more comfortable doing it and less, yeah, judging people for the outfit just ain't it. The only people my mom judges is people who go out in sweatpants. <laughs> she true. hates that. But apart from that, you know, honestly, I feel like it's such hard mindset like to just develop. But you don't know these people. And I've started getting more comfortable and confident with the years. And I just sometimes I'm like, you know, I'm not going to see them again. And like with so many more things, like I'm sorry I'm coming back to running, but I used to be like afraid to like, run slower or stop when there was someone coming but I was like honestly why like they don't care no, they no don't one cares think. it's just us it's just in our minds yeah it's so hard to get rid of it but then also like in Germany like I think most people would look weird if you go and be like oh my god yeah outfit's so cute and I think you said like when you were in the US that so many people just yeah made com like compliments that you didn't know yeah that's what I wanted to say like The ne that's the next thing I was thinking about saying because um, I studied abroad in California just for one semester but the people were so nice I think maybe it was also because of the good weather and <laughs> sun so everyone was just in a good mood but people had so much fun expressing themselves like I saw a guy and he had like leopard print uh, colored hair that's fun and I don't know it's like it was so much fun I think that's the right word people on their skateboards mm. like surfboards carrying surfboards to class surfboards on top of your cars and it was just so colorful and pretty and I went to a flea market and they had very cute earrings it was uh, there right there it's like little strawberry earrings and they're so cute and I wore them all the time and here I feel like I feel weird wearing them or I wore so much colorful stuff, like dresses mm. and nice, crazy socks and everything. And I was like, so, I had so much more fun expressing myself. And wherever I went, there would always be people like looking at me, but not judgy, like not the the top to bottom, like judgy look that you get in Germany, but like people that are like looking at you and they're like, oh, your earrings are so cute. Like I got so many compliments for these strawberry mm. earrings. It was Just a small detail, but people noticed, and I really liked that. Or like, oh, your dress looks so cute, or that color suits you, like, wherever you go, like, on the bus, in the supermarket, in class. I had a guy sitting next to me, and he would always comment on my outfits. Like, he would be like, oh, today you just wear black, are you, are you okay? Like, you're so colorful all the time. And I don't know, it's like, it made me happy. And then he even sent it. He sent it. He even sent me pictures of his outfits, and he was like, "Just does this gray pants? Do they go with the green top?" And I was like, "Oh, that's so cute. It's so wholesome. It's so nice. People taking my fashion advice. That's that's interesting. That's such a big compliment, though. Yeah. yeah. And I also I had this In and Out burger T-shirt that I wore like every day. It's so cheap. It was cheap. It's just like a burger chain, but the T-shirt is cute, and people kept commenting commenting on it they were like oh where did you buy it oh yeah in and out for sure but I love your t-shirt so cute <laughs> so much more like the vibes were so positive and I feel like it shaped me like yeah uh, I came back feeling like very great about myself and more positive yeah that's just that's just nice I think this is a great point to end the episode because we've been chatting oh, yeah, for true. a while oh, my but God. that was so much fun <laughs> I think I think the message we're sending you at the end is that be the glimmer, just oh be the glimmer God. for other people, because, like, just see, like, what we're just saying, if somebody's just giving you, like, a nice comment, what that does with your day, just smiling with, to you on the bus, that gives you a good feeling, so just be that, and honestly, if people, like, give you bad energy back, like, that's on them, like, that's not on you, and you can just start by just doing these nice things and giving other people also more space because I think like we are all just so self-conscious all the time and then if somebody like makes the first step it's easier to follow so why why not you do it today just 
Yeah. Like Maybe just by wearing a cute outfit. Also think about all your secret admirers thinking yes. that they are wishing to be like you. Like, they all want to be like you. Yeah. Someone who's like, oh, I want to be like her. I think that's such a nice thought. Like people can also think about you positively. And also don't worry too much what people think about you. Like think about yourself first in a way. Yeah. And just like, I feel like we are often so inspired just by other people instead of like, especially like strangers. Like, especially since you don't know them, you can just see them as an inspiration. All these cute encounters, like looking at people, being like, oh, I love that dress. I still remember a dress a girl wore. I, I looked it up because I wanted to have the same dress. I don't know. Okay, we should end the episode, though. But that was really fun. I yeah. hope you had fun. That was so nice. Like, we talked about so much stuff. And I no, I actually think that is my was my favorite episode I ever recorded. Oh, that's so cute. Also, but, go watch know. Barbie. It's good. That's absolutely... <laughs> that's the most important message. Um, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, and thank you so much for inviting me. Obviously. It was so great. I'm so happy. I'm already thinking about when we can do another episode. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> that would be really fun. So thank you so much for listening. And we hope that you have a lovely day filled with a lot of glimmer. Oh yeah, that's true. Glimmer for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> bye guys. Bye bye.